You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Scoop Claiborne, and Dan Scoopleton. Dan <laughs> Scoopleton. I got to, to do my own. Okay, fine. You guys, you guys go nuts. What were you gonna do? Scoop Danilton? I, I had nothing. <laughs> At yeah, least I'm, you glad got, you, I'm glad you stepped up. You both got scoops in your names. I'm just normal me. Tongue yeah. staple, Dan. Yeah. Your 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 brand is so uh, mm. well recognized. Mm. You can't mess with Justin Davis, oh. Big JD. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I ain't messing with it. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Assassin's Creed Origins and Far Cry Five and a whole bunch of other games. And of course, we will be giving away, as promised, our two. Uh, fabulous prize packages, $450 of PlayStation Store credit, plus 50 times two. We're going to be giving away both of these. <laughs> Why do you keep... <laughs> oh, because that's, I keep forgetting. It was four episode 450. It was four dollars It's PSA simple match. math, like our review scores. Yeah. Yep, exactly. One of that's, our, an, that's an inside joke here. One of our we'll audio podcast listeners is going to win one of these. One of our YouTube viewers is going to win one of these. Who will it be? Don't go scrubbing through the podcast because... We'll Although, know. Yeah, I'll know. I've I've selected two winners now. But if you scrub forward and it's and it's you, you you become disqualified. Here's so. what I'm gonna do. When Damon's announcing mm. the winners, I'm gonna wave my hands wildly, and so someone can just scrub forward and wait for that. <laughs> what's your What's your plan in getting these uh, clearly valuable little items to people? I'm gonna mail them to them. Carrier you pigeon register. Yes. You could probably scratch them off and email them the digital codes. Yeah. Well. Or mail them. Yeah. Whichever. Maybe maybe it's like. 
opening up a, a magic mm, card pack. True. They you want to open You don't want to deprive up. someone. You don't want to rob them of the joy of scratching yeah. stuff off. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It smells like a hundred new games. But first, uh, Nintendo is possibly working on an achievement system for Switch. Oh, heard boy. that one before. We've heard that one before. And, of course, we've talked about how uh, an achievement system is one of the uh, key features one would expect in a modern console that is missing from the Switch. And at this point, like, achievements are kind of in the rearview mirror for a lot of people. Like mm. the, 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 are the achievements show. over? And kind of. I mean, not They've forever. Obviously, obviously yeah. there are a lot of people who really value them, but they aren't, they're not the craze they once were. Like, we used to talk about them in reviews. Right. And now, they were a craze, as right. you were saying. And now, now it's just like, oh, they're they're expected. And yes, it is a it is kind of a, a blind spot for them not to have it. But of the features that Nintendo needs, that's I don't know, not I would I wouldn't prioritize it super high. I think mm. I think achievements when they're at their best, and I actually do expect. I hope maybe I'm hoping for too much. I hope Nintendo will actually do put a Nintendo spin on it. And they did this with the Wii U a little bit. You know, they had that stamp system and. Uh, Xbox has done this a little bit where achievements would sometimes unlock little extras for your avatars. Um, and it can be fun if, uh, you know, not only are you ticking off, you know, the boxes on a game that you're really loving, but it's giving you some kind of little extra bonus or something fun to use maybe outside of that game itself. And I hope Nintendo does some sort of coin system like they had on the 3DS or something along those lines. The reason we're talking about this is, is because an indie developer who is working on a game for Switch says... Quote, we know they're working on it. Oh, dang. Well, that's In reference to (laughs) an achievement system. He got the scoop. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think a couple of comments later on the same AMA thread, he's like, oh, nothing to see here. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, oops. What I meant to say was (laughs) it would be really wonderful if they... We assume they're working on it. Mm. Sam, what do you think about achievements on Switch? I, I want Nintendo. I've always wanted the Nintendo Switch on achieve or the Nintendo's spin on achievements. Yeah, that's you all know that they would have their own spin on it, right? Well, I hope so because now it would feel really silly. But there was one point where I was like, "This is crazy." Nintendo doesn't have achievements. It adds a value to your game and all this stuff. But Nintendo's found other ways to do that, and sometimes they just add achievements to their games. Sometimes games just have achievements. They too. already have like achievement systems, but they just it's aren't not part of like a meta, you know, yeah. that lives across. Your and profile. stamps were kind of like that yeah. for some games. Yeah, it was great, and those like had a little bit of a function. So, yeah. like, you know, that, that's really nice. What I want is for them to be tied to your coin system. Yeah. So you, then you get, like, cool free digital downloads and stuff. That's that's when, it, if achievements pay off, I think they're really cool now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's great. Yeah, didn't Xbox, like, s- sort of casually uh, experiment with providing real rewards. games or real value, real rewards for your achievements? Does that, did yes. I make that up? Yeah, they had that okay. system. It translated into your gamer score translated into little extras and bonuses that yeah. you could redeem. I think I don't know if it was all throughout the year, like once a year you got an opportunity to like spend what you'd built up. Hmm. Yeah. So Dan, you think the uh most interest in in achievements has I don't waned? Think, I don't think they're as hot as they once were. Yeah. Um I I mean, personally, if if they're going to add something to to uh the Switch, how about letting me watch Netflix? <laughs> Or so, or no, that, that's anything. a really good yeah. point. There's a big infrastructure on the internet for Switch missing. We talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. Right. If that well, comes yeah. along with that, you know, yeah, it's, it's like sure, there's uh, no OS. I'm know? not going to say don't do it, but I'm not. Uh, but like, it's not what I want most on the Switch right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sames. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I think for me, it's notably absent from the Switch. But it's sort of like I, I don't know that many people that are 
only playing games on one platform anymore. Even if you're like mostly, like I'm mostly a PlayStation gamer, I'm mostly a Steam gamer, you're probably bouncing around a little bit between other hardware. So for me, the pain point isn't that achievements aren't on Switch, but that, you know, I played Binding of Isaac on Steam and I played Zelda on Switch and I'm playing Persona on PS5 and I have a trophy. Wow. And uh, PS4, excuse me, Persona 5 on PS4. And so now I have a trophy level and Biting of Isaac achievements on Steam. We're going to have to edit that part out. (laughs) We'll we'll spill the beans. And so I want to see, I mean, maybe this should be an IGN Hack Day project or something, but I want to see someone unify, like, this is me as a gamer, like a complete view of everything I've accomplished on all these different platforms and bring all those stats together into one spot. Do you guys remember the poll of Xbox achievements when they came out? It was like, I don't want to play this on PS you know, uh, three because I want to play it on my Xbox 260 for the achievements. Yeah. Like that meant something. People, yeah. well, cra- the especially crazy people would like rent games that were notable. For and then there was like all that. An easy 1,000 yeah. achievements. And then, well, yeah. you know, Greg and Colin got really into trophies in the mm-hmm. office and they talked about it a lot and really like led the charge on like what it's like to 100% uh, yeah. platinum stuff. And uh, that was like a really fun time. But I, that buzz is not here anymore, yeah. as Dan keeps yeah, saying. That's true. Maybe it's somewhere else. To me, it's, it's like it, it, I really, I actually am very fond of achievement systems because if you want to ignore it, never pay any attention to it. Like you can, but it's something that's there for someone that really, really cares deeply about a game and wants to get you know squeeze a little bit more out of it. I, I think it's really genius in that way. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Like everything you said. In fact, I, I think the the fact that wait, ever wait, stop. <laughs> It'll never. <laughs> I will deny this ever have happened in yeah. the past. I don't know that one afternoon where Dan helped you build the PC. You guys that's, got along pretty well. That's true. That was a really true, good yeah. day. I, I think when when you stratify your your gaming across a bunch of different systems and you're no longer you know in one ecosystem and having all of those those gaming achievements under one umbrella, I think that makes a big difference in how how much you value them. Yeah. Um, but also, I think if you it, it, as long as the game has its own integrated achievement system, like I, I think even even Mario Plus Rabbids had that. Um, yeah, like you really? I think it does. Play yeah. the hell out of that game. I don't think I've got any achievements. <laughs> maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining it. Well, but maybe I was wishing it had. Whether it's second, some individual games have like checklists and achievement like systems that take the place of a official right, right. system. So as long as a game has that within it, it's, it's like, do you really need the the system wide yeah. thing saying I have this many points? When the points aren't even like necessarily worth the same thing from game to game to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I like in Horizon where those became challenges that give you XP. Mm-hmm. They were like other little side quests. It was like kill you know these many animals and stuff like that. Like yeah. those get really interesting and it helps me in my game. Then it's like well I don't need achievements anyway because this is actually just a cool little game quest. Yeah. And like Blizzard does a great thing with with achievements in StarCraft too, where yep. the, where they just have kind of like side missions within mm-hmm. within a mission or you know conditions like beat it. I like with, that yeah. a lot. Blizzard's like, so excellent. Halo Wars. I, I spent dozens of hours in World of Warcraft just doing off the beaten path, odd, weird achieve you know fishing achievements and stuff like that. Uh, Blizzard. Uh, uh, Bungie was really good about that in Halo too, like beat a level without jumping, totally. and stuff like that. Love yeah, that. I, yeah, I I hate achievements are so that are just fun. just kill X number of things or yeah. do thing X number of times. That those are they had those I hundred percent in Mass Effect two, which is one of my favorite games ever, and it has like stuff like that where it's like one of them is like you know melee attack or melee yeah. punch a hundred enemies by the yeah. end of the game, and like I never did that with my character as like a sniper, yeah. it would have never happened. So I had to like replay the game, and I did it. It was really stupid. I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nintendo's, you know, big online service for Switch is coming next year. But in the more immediate future, they're having a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, which will be actually be probably around the same time this podcast uh, goes live. So uh, I don't know what the odds are that that Nintendo Direct is timed to 
talk about this, oh. possibly talk about achievements. Probably, uh, probably not. I, I, I have been sorry. assuming yeah. it was going to be sort of a last look at Mario before. Have they even so. said it's focused Mario on Mario? Focus. That's what it said. Mm-hmm. Okay, then there we go. So don't expect to hear about this achievement system, but maybe it'll be coming with this online service next year. Though. But and then, then yeah, well, we're going to talk about this in Game Scoop uh, a little bit later. But they also have been talking about other. Um, classic stuff, so they might talk about that, too. No, we can talk about that right now, if you want. Yay! They did announce, yeah, they're talking about the uh, SNES Classic, uh, which is coming this month. Is that true? Yes, the 29th. As many at launch as there were the whole NES Classic numbers-wise. Definitely Did you more. Have Reggie's lunch. exact quote, or of, uh, that, that's no, crazy. I, no, you remember it? You want to I mean, uh, the paraphrased Reggie quote is, "Don't buy an SNES Classic for, for more than eighty dollars, which is what it costs." He's like, "You'll, you know, they'll be abundant enough that that's you'll be good. able to buy one if you want one." But I'm like, man, after saying that, you better be right, dude. <laughs> they like, say they'll have as many at launch as they that of as as many SNES Classics as launch as they printed the first run of NES Classics. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's good. So that's many. good news. But a bunch yeah. of people still don't have those. That's absolutely true. <laughs> but and they said that the NES Classic is what I, they're going to bring the NES Classic back next summer. That's great. Yeah, I, that's. I don't I know mean, why. Like it's one of those things. Where, like we're all a little bit surprised by it. Um, but it's kind of like well, why? Like you know, like in what other world would people be surprised by a pop someone a company making more of a popular thing? Yeah. I know. It's like, oh, yeah. you come to your senses. That's nice. Well, yeah. Well, it's like supply and demand, right? But there's this also pressure, which I know we we talked about here a lot, and I know Ryan uh, McCaffrey wrote about a few times. And then every comment thread about anything that we've done about the SNES Classic says, this would be great if I could get one. Yeah. That is the first comment on YouTube and IGN, and Nintendo absolutely sees that. Yeah. If all of all, if everything that comes out of the NES Classic now is just negativity about it not being available. <laughs> That's a failure for them, yeah. not you know financially necessarily, but you know as a PR thing. So like they want to fix that. You know, it makes me. We wonder. did it. <laughs> Technology. As we're recording this show, new iPhones were announced today. You know, I or we're probably not that far away from new console announcements from Sony and Nintendo. Like technology advances forward. Not Sony. Sony and Microsoft. Excuse me. Technology always advances forward. Um, but you bring up an interesting point with the NES Classic. Like, I'm assuming whatever they announce, maybe it'll have one or two more games. It'll almost certainly have longer controller cables, right? Mm. But at some point, <laughs> like, is that console complete? Like, that's just a thing that Nintendo makes for 20 years? Like, what more is there to do with it? Like, there's Yeah, more it, games, I guess. So. I mean, I suppose so, but... It, that's it, what would kill me if the second edition of the NES Classic, like, yeah. came with a zapper. Or, or if it was portable. Yeah, or it's just if it had different packaging, because then I'd have to buy it. I mean, that's just like that's a, that's like capitalism one hundred and one, or like being a technology company is just like the new thing's better than the old thing. But with mm. the NES Classic, like they're close-ish to that device being perfected. Well, I mean, the, the the perfect version of the NES Classic would be having every single game released for the NES on it. Yeah, and that's that's a long well, ways except off. Except for the bad ones, of, then it would be perfect. And it's yeah. still <laughs> still having them available, like for for preservation purposes. It is a know? bouncing act. Like how many times? Like next summer, if they say, "Hey, it's got three new games and longer controller cables," everyone will say, "Great, great job." But then, what if the next summer? <laughs> It has three that's more wireless. games. Well, that's, <laughs> like, why, that's why it's really dumb that they didn't make it expandable. It's like I know why they didn't do it, but yeah. it's it's still a dumb reason to to not just sell like, yeah. hey, here's here's a little you know uh, you know SD card and in, in what looks like a an NES cartridge you can it slot cuts, in there man. and and add more 
And, yeah. But those things don't have any kind of receptacle for carts. I guess they do have a USB port. No, they don't. Don't they? they? I'm just saying if they there's no there's no cart receptacle. Right. Yeah, but they do have like a USB port that. Yeah, you could, people absolutely mod them. Yeah, so you it, it can be done. So you conceivably. Could flash it. Yeah, conceivably yeah. Nintendo could do something like that, but it would just be pirated right and left. So I think they can get away with you know one or two more incremental revisions before you know public sentiment will sour on like, hey, this is a third NES classic now. Like, stop. You know, I I feel bad about the one I bought. But and just just having to buy the hardware along yeah. with the the extra games that you yeah. kind of want. It puts them in an interesting spot. I'm just very happy to, that I think I'll be able to get an SNES classic because yeah. we don't have special access. Like we, a lot of you guys were at Gamescom when the pre-orders went up, right? Yeah, and uh, a bunch of people here did pre-orders. Nobody, one day in the office, they all went up. Nobody got one. <laughs> I got one from the office that day. No, it was it was it was like two a.m. the night before. Yes, that's when people got them, and nobody in the, the the big rush when everybody was on board knew it was happening. Nobody here got them, and that's crazy. You could hear the air get sucked out of the room. Eric Song uh, bought like four or five, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'll share them around." Our deals editor, yeah, yeah. our deals and commerce editor said, "I got four or five guys. Like, I'll share them around the office." And then, like a week later, hey, bad news, guys! All yeah. my orders were canceled, but one. <laughs> it was, it was, everyone was in mourning. Well, yeah. That'll teach that scalper. Well, yeah. <laughs> so SNES Classic is coming this month. Uh, many more being shipped at launch. Uh, Nintendo has announced they're going to continue shipping it into 2018 mm-hmm. after the new year awesome. and the NES Classic is coming back next summer. So. And hopefully Switches will be available this fall too. That's true. Yeah. Because there's so much fun to play on Nintendo stuff right now. It's true. It's a Can't great game. get them. Anecdotally, Scrappy. Switches are becoming more and more available. Let's talk about what's out this week and uh, keeping on the uh, Nintendo trip. Uh, Sam, your Metroid Samus mm-hmm. Returns review is up. You give it an 8.5. That's a great, great point great. five. <laughs> a great point five. Uh, we talked about that uh, last week on the show. We don't need yeah. to get super into it, but it's awesome that this is out, and it's awesome you pointed this out earlier this week. It boggles the mind to think that in one year we get a new Metroid, new Zelda, and new Mario. Like a really good Zelda. Yeah, I mean, hopefully good Mario. Yeah. And, and a great Metroid. Great Metroid, and even uh, you know a great complete version of, of Mario Kart Eight. Also. Yeah, yeah t- true. Like that's that's yeah. this year. Also, it's crazy. And Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, Star well, Fox I mean, Two. Mario plus Rabbids is great. Yeah, but it's just, it's not like Star Fox doesn't have the sequel? lineage of these. Star up- Fox Two. Star Fox Two is out in the same year too. Yeah, it's a really good uh, year for Nintendo. Sorry, excuse me. Settle getting down. very excited. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also out this week is Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. Uh, game I'm very excited yeah. for. Dan, are you reviewing cool. that one? No, uh, Tom Marks is going to do that one. Okay. 30 or $40 standalone. Um, standalone. Standalone pseudo-sequel slash DLC. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, you actually can't even accurately call it DLC because it's standalone. No. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's just a like standalone the, expansion. It's like yeah. Lost Legacy. I yeah. think that's really cool that there can be yep. a follow-up one year later to a fall yeah. mega game yep. that's like half as big but just like really well plotted. and stuff Well, like it's that. funny great. that uh, the first time I ever remember something like that happening, I mean, obviously there were standalone expansions for like, you know, PC games for decades, but in this context um, was uh, Assassin's Creed 4 had its story DLC, and later they're like, yeah, you don't need the game, you can just buy that for 10 bucks if you want. And I was yeah. like, oh, I've never seen that before. Undead Nightmare like, did that for Red Dead. And now it's really common. Infamous Second Son did it with, um, uh, what was it? That was the Neon. First Light? First Light, yeah. Yeah, you're right about, uh, yeah, so yeah, maybe there have been some other examples. No, that was the same case. time, I'm just saying. Like, that was, like, yeah. it's really cool. Going back to the PC stuff, I think that some of the earlier stuff I remember was like THQ and Relic doing, uh, Doing Warhammer, Dawn of War. Uh, Dawn of War stuff, and yep. and also Company of Heroes had a stand a couple standalone expansions. Sonic uh, and Knuckles. Supreme Commander had a standalone <laughs> expansion. Yeah. You know what Sonic and Knuckles is? I 
do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's great. I, I, I'm excited. I love Dishonored. So I didn't ever get Happy around to Dishonored too. So maybe this fall will be the right time to just go through the whole saga. Yeah. For sure. And who's your favorite Sonic the Hedgehog character? Uh, the pink one. No. The, I don't know. Big, That's the Amy. There's got to be a big, big one. Yeah, Amy. 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 She's a. Yeah. She's a. Would you accept I the like, mean bean machine as my favorite character? That's good. Yeah. I like that. I'm more of a spinball type of guy. Yeah, mm. I know you. I, I never had. A, I never had a Genesis. I had a, I had a NES and an SNES. Okay. Oh, you should play the um the uh, Sega Genesis Flashback. No, I we should not. One. According we to you, one. <laughs> we have one here in the office. Check it out. Also out this week is the Inside and Limbo Double Pack. Both of those mm. truly excellent games were packaged together on mm. one disc and released in retail. Secretly the same universe, maybe? Man, could be. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, GameScube listeners, both of these games are required playing. If you, mm. have not, if you have not played these games... If you don't like spiders, you have a really bad aversion to spiders, don't play Limbo. Well, I mean... No, you should still play it. It's I mean, a, you, come on, you play. I it. hear, I hear that spider is one of the worst. I don't, I don't like spiders too much, but like I, I'm fine with this game. I love it, but yeah, no, it's. it's I awesome. remember people being pretty freaked out by that. It's it, the there are some uh, some gruesome deaths, creepy, yeah, some creepy elements of that game. I like Limbo more than Inside. I think I, no one too. else does. I, really? I, I oh, love yeah, for sure. Wow. I love them both, but I like Inside a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. You like the ending? Yeah, I love it. It's very silly. It's. Um, it's Incredible. <laughs> it's one of the best. I did endings. not see that coming. It's one of the best no, endings. I guess I didn't see it coming. Both of these games have. Let's talk about it. Endings. <laughs> not spoiling anything. Both of these games have endings that stick with you uh, for days and weeks after you beat the game. It's funny. I don't remember the ending of Limbo. Well, okay. Well, it's not <laughs> it's stuck with me. So. Uh, we'll save that for the Limbo spoiler cast. Uh, Spider also Warning. Ease 8 is out this week. Ease Yeah, who knew? Why old- an old Japanese RPG series that we talk about with some, but I have very little. Well, we talk it. about it because it starts with Y. Yeah. Is it is is it is eight new? Like is it, I, I mean, think it's a new Ease game. Just it's not like a remake. I remember like, Ease being uh, on a, a Turbo Graphics yeah. CD game. Cool. That's where I uh, knew that series. But I, th- I think also Ease three was on Super Nintendo, but that game kind of sucks. I only ever think about it in the context of like, hey, Ease one and two pack is out yeah. again. Like I never think about them as making new ones. Yeah, I only think I about it in certain twenty questions <laughs> rounds. <laughs> as far as I know, it's a new one. It's out on PS4 and Vita. Uh, Rayman Legend Rayman Legends Definitive Edition comes to Switch. Which one's Legends? So there's the Rayman. most recent one. Okay. There was Rayman Origins, right. and then Legends. Yeah, it's the one with the tapping scenes on the Wii U. Oh, so they kind of yeah. they changed that, then they put it on PS4, Xbox One. It has a lot of music kind of levels, but it has this one mode where it, uh, everything um, gets blurry, and then it gets black and white, and then right. it like zooms out to like 64 versions of your screen. Are you oh, sure you're not thinking of right. NES Remix? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. There's some remixes in that game. It's cool. Good. It's it's a cool game. And then Dan, you'll like this one: Divinity Original Sin 2. Yeah, that's that week. We call him Dan Vinity. It's yep. actually it's I actually jam. never played that first one. <laughs> I did play it, but I played it on console. I played it on both PS4 and Xbox One. But uh, I've, I've heard a lot of a lot of very good things because you can play <laughs> cooperative online. Uh, and I started a game on PS4, and then Nate Ahern was like, "Yo, a- bro, let's play some Divinity." And of course, he wants to play on Xbox. So I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I'll start a new game with you, Nate." Was played Divinity fun? on Xbox. It was super fun. Yeah, that's it's great. Cool. A cooperative uh, yeah. RPG. Yeah, it's so good. It's like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try and rob this guy. You distract him. It's really fun. <laughs> that's out this week too. But it's just on PC for right now. I have to wait for the console version to come later before I jump into it. 
And let's check in with the listeners. Oh, wait, wait, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, got about hey, Dan. I, if you're talking about some sports games, let's yeah. Let's check I, in I, with I, the Dan. I, I just get some, okay, what did I uh, I was talking about XCOM 2 or The Chosen for consoles. That, oh, okay. Uh, that's out of Yeah, yeah that is I, worth noting. I want to talk about it a little bit because I fired up the PS4 version last night and it ran terribly. Uh-oh. Um, I still haven't tried it on PS4 Pro. Is this an expansion? Yeah. It is It is an expansion, yeah. Okay. It's, expansion it's not standalone, but yeah. though, though it... It kind of should be because it makes you re-download the entire game. Or like yeah. Chore of the Wozen. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's actually but, uh, really well liked. But right. on console, maybe be careful. Yeah, I mean the the, the PS4 version uh, was very very chunky in the first couple of missions. Uh, like if it weren't a turn-based game, it would border on unplayable. Uh, but you know, it's it just it's just hard to hard to look at with with such bad frame rate. I, I was just playing in the other room uh, before we came out here. I was playing the Xbox version on an Xbox One S, which is which. Is considerably better than than what I ran into on the PS4. So, mm. pending more more testing, I got to play more than a couple of missions to, yeah. to really see if the performance levels out. But did the base game run okay on console? Okay, not great. Mm. Um, and load times are have always been long. What are you thinking for your strap line? <laughs> I haven't I haven't haven't begun. To okay, well, well I, I just gave so, you one. Yes. Uh, if you guys don't know this out there, after you do this laborious review process, and I'm not saying it's not fun or anything. Like I love my job; it's great. Yeah. But it's a, it's one of the longer, more difficult things we do here. I know it seems to you guys that we write 11 paragraphs and then it goes on the website and that's it. But we have to do all this video capture and you know that gets made into a video review, all the stuff. So at the end of that, it's an exhausting process. It usually goes up at like 5 a.m. And then uh, right before that, Dan says, hey, hey, you forgot to write your strap line. And a strap line is like a short phrase that has to be funny and it has to have puns in it. Yep. It has, has to have and a it also, positive or negative connotation it has to, to align to have with the tone pos- of the review. Yes, it has to have align with the tone of your review. So, for instance, here's how it went with uh, Metroid. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking of using Alien Resurrection because it's like, you know, yeah. the series is back. But Dan was like, no, that movie sucked and you're giving this a good <laughs> review, so you can't use it. So we settled. And I'm not saying we settled, actually, because I don't like it. I think, it's, court. I think it's really silly. But Dan made me, as my editor, put on How Samus Got Her Groove Back. So that's, what oh, that's how bad these I much prefer Alien oh. Resurrection. Sam endorsed that one. But, I'll have but, you know for the record. But only because I think it was, was it you that did uh, for Star Fox Zero, Zero Fox Given? <laughs> yes. That was you? So I anything that Dan says, he gets a pass on now for my strap lines. Yeah. He, he gets the final say. My, my, my favorite of all time was, was for Shadow of Mordor, and I did... Uh, uh, kicking ass and Tolkien names. That was yeah, good. That was good. That was my old. That was I remember good. I was saying we should do more like Shadow of Bordor, yep. but then you liked it. Well, there there are so many so many games where we come up with great ones for if it's a negative review. And yeah, a good oh, name, it's the and best. Like, ah, oh, damn it, we got to shelve that one. <laughs> yeah. So you spend about five hours on the review, and yeah. then another an additional eight to ten hours yeah. on the <laughs> workshopping. It makes lines. us late to our embargoes. <laughs> it, it screws up everything. It's causing massive problems for our business. Yeah, it's worth it though. Behind the scenes. I forget anything else that's out this week. I know there's some sports stuff, but no. Yeah, there's there's NHL, um, and I guess PS 18 or 17. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, The first Destiny raid is out this week, and and that means that we can finally put a finished review score on Destiny. We will have that by the end of the week, yes. Oh, cool. Very exciting. Probably before. Destin Legary. Scoop. Uh, now, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners, Dan. remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Hugo Galimberti from Brazil did. Hey, Hugo. Uh, now, while I read this, somebody do me a favor and pull out you, someone who has their phone, 
and uh, go to YouTube and pull up a drum roll <laughs> for us. No, I can't. Okay. I'm going to do my best here. I know there is one. There's several of them. And there's one that will even end with a, a cymbal crash. But I forgot. I left my phone outside. Of the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugo says, I would like to make an observation. Okay. With the recent details of Assassin's Creed Origins, I read that Bayek is a married man and that Ooh. you may also play as his wife at some points in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. I started thinking that this is an uncommon situation for protagonists in video games. Do you guys have any character that comes to mind that is a married man or woman and where the such fact impacts somehow the gameplay or is crucial to the story? Mm. As a 23-year-old gamer, the list seems to be quite short. It is a little bit difficult to come up with uh, video game protagonists that are married. Yeah. I it's mean, Kratos. <laughs> I was going to say, the it's, it's previously often, married. It's right. often a motivating factor for, there's like Dead Space, right? Where, uh, Dead well, uh, they weren't married. Well, whatever. I mean, right. but you like, <laughs> like, it's not often that they're still around. It's the same right, in like movies now. No, that's not exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> it's a bongo solo. <laughs> I searched bongo solo. I think you found the one. It's in a simul crash. Nope. Okay. Well, there's another one that ends with the similar. So we're just going to have to stick with the bongos. Okay. Let's, that's enough bongos. Let's table the bongos, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> Video right, game characters that are married. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the reason you don't see it a lot is similar to the reason you don't see it a lot in, in most, you know, uh, most dramas or comedies or whatever, because I, when Sam and Diane got married, it got boring. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, there, there's no longer Game the tension. Cheers. Yes. Well, you're going on an adventure, right? You're going around effing up a bunch of the demons or whatever. You, you, know, you don't need some husband or wife at home <laughs> being like, oh, you got to get home by 6 p.m. because <laughs> I got dinner and then you got to do the dishes and the kids got to be put to bed. Yeah. And there, there's, you know, you want to And then we need to watch Netflix and like... You <laughs> And Along the adventure, you want to introduce the the sexual tension of uh, of between two characters, possibly. Mm. Will they? Won't they? Out. Yeah. And I guess if you're married, there's who who are you going to ship if they're already married? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There are some though. Uh, Nathan Drake mm. is a married man. Yeah. Well, now. by the end. Well, I mean, he is an Uncharted Four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, don't some games end in marriages? Isn't that like a I think thing? Very few games end in marriage. Mar- Mario Three. Mary Pete. Yeah. Mario, Mario 3, 3 ends Mar- with a marriage? Yeah, Peach and Mario get married. They get married? No, I'm making that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, what about in, in GTA 5, Michael is married? That's true. Unhappily, yeah. but he is married. Yeah. Yep. Right. Here's the thing. Okay. You, the stranger thing about video games, especially Nintendo games, is that nobody has freaking parents. Well, I was just That's what I was going to say. Is, uh, it's Link, crazy. I love so hard that Lincoln Wind Waker has a grandma on Outside yeah. Island that you're going on all these crazy adventures and grandma's just there the whole time and you can go back to grandma and she'll give you soup. Yep. Mm-hmm. She'll give you soup whenever you want it that, that <laughs> refills yeah. your hearts and I think it's the most like pure heartwarming thing. Yeah. Dad's grandma and then you have an uncle in Link to the Past. Yeah, but he's not around the whole game. No. Spoilers. And then you have Deku Tree. <laughs> I don't know. What about Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah. there's Miss Pac-Man. They, def- Miss they Pac-Man. definitely get married. She took his whole name. Yeah, <laughs> well, but she's not Mrs. Pac-Man though. Well, maybe he's it's Pac-Man. It's maybe Ms. he's Pac-Man. It's not I, Miss. It's Ms. I assume they were they were siblings. That's ambiguous. No, they're married because they get the whole story. Dude, what of are Pac-Man. you talking about? The whole story of Pac-Man too is that they get together. I wasn't aware there Ms. was a Pac-Man. story. They meet is one of our top 100 video game. Moments. Yeah, it yeah, was not, the first video not, game cutscene. Not they get married. No, they no, get they married get at the end. They get married and then a stork comes and delivers. They do get married. Yeah. That's okay. the second cutscene. Yeah. They get married in the second cutscene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to fact. There's a heart above their right. head. They come together. Yeah. I know that they come together. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're not they wearing, they're not wearing veils and tuxedos. Do they say vows? No, that's a good point, Damon. 
That's a good point. The the baby comes out of nowhere. And Mario was born by a, via Stork as well, but we don't know how that happened. We know it was Stork, though? Actually, Baby Mario, I think, is a different character than Mario. I was going to say, is, is Baby Mario canonical? Well, is anything canonical in the Mario kingdom? I don't know, man. I don't want to think about this yeah. anymore. Max Payne was married. Yep. But yeah. Y'all know what happened there. What about what about Sonic? Uh, is he a single mm, boy? I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't no get idea. deep enough into Sonic to understand no, it. Asking the to, important questions here. I avoid there. Bowser tries to marry Peach a lot. Yeah. A, a, a final serious Especially one. I one. think John wasn't John Marsden married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah. He spends that whole game married, and then you well, yeah, man. You that, can that's such you a can good game, go back it? to your house in Red Dead, right? Yeah, that's a whole. That's the whole final. You think that game is over. And then there's like 25% left of a whole, you go back home and meet your wife and go on a bunch more you missions. Can, you can marry a bunch of people in Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get married in a the, lot of There games. are other games where, yeah, they have like a marriage mm-hmm. mechanic or whatever. That's a possibility, but it's harder, Spider-Man's to, come married. Up, it's harder to come up with, uh, oh, sort you know. Of. They, he is. They retconned that, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Mary Jane's they, been his wife forever. I think they reset the timeline and, and ate the marriage. And what about Cyclops and Jean Grey? They got married. I can't keep track of any of this. Anyway. <laughs> Call Joshua. Speaking of Assassin's Creed Origins, I saw I got the chance to see that as, as well as Far Cry Five at Gamescom recently, and there's a fairly significant feature or or lack of lack thereof to both those games, a creative choice, a developmental choice that Ubisoft has made with both those games, and I'm not sure people are aware of. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? That you don't climb towers anymore to reveal the map. No, that they oh. don't. Neither of those games have a mini map. Mm. And it's not oh, even yeah. optional. It's not even optional. Yeah. Ubisoft is, took it out and is not including it in the game. They mm. said, nah, man. It's, you think uh, you'll notice it's gone? Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Metroid didn't have a mini-map. Far Cry so, 2 didn't have a mini-map. I didn't play Sake. So I came on with Far Cry 3. With Far Cry 2, you actually bring a, a map up into your face. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that yeah. game's whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but Metroid you but not actually a had that recently. Or at least Castlevania did. What? Yeah, it might be confusing too. But uh, they have like a little mini map in the upper right it's with cr- like your nearby passages that you just went yeah, through. Yeah, but yeah. then you pause the game to see the, the, yeah, yeah, the sure. big map. That, yeah. that This new Metro doesn't have that. So what do you think? Is it just to be more immersive and cinematic? Yeah, he said they uh, they actually, you know, they have the data uh, from, from watching people play the game. They do eye tracking and they see that the player's eye is just fixed on the mini map instead of <laughs> everything else. Oh, yeah, that. when you're driving. No, like especially in like GTA, you're playing the game down just, in this little yeah, tiny corner, right? And that's why and I could said, never, I never learned my way around built the game. This, oh, they built this beautiful game world in Assassin's Creed Origins and they want people to look at the pyramids and the sky and the sand and the water. I also think heads-up displays can replace a lot of what would be down there. Like, if you want to have, like, a path. Like, if you're the type of gamer that's like, I don't want to explore, just tell me where to go. Yeah. Like, you can do that in ways without having it down in the corner of the screen. But it's interesting that they wouldn't provide it as an option, even, Mm. you know. I, I always remember the very first Assassin's Creed. Um, there are all these rumors. Rumors isn't the right word, but uh, that game had all these HUD things turned on by default. The screen was just a big mess of your health bar and and mini map and all this other stuff. And there were a lot of people theorized that the game was designed with none of that in mind. And then Ubisoft got scared and put it all in late in the process because you had Eagle Vision. Like, you know, the target you needed to follow was yellow, and the enemies were red. And then you, your heart would beat more loud and the controller would rumble when your health was low. So like that took the place of the health bar. And like there is this whole like cult of people that insisted turn everything off and Assassin's Creed 1 is such a better game because then it forces you to sort of use your assassin powers to, to mm. go through these. I like the choice cities. in Zelda. They did a good job with that. 
you know, you can just clear it all off. Yeah. Zelda. And then, uh, do you guys remember the first time playing like Goldeneye or Perfect Dark, where it's like, whoa, they did the, they only do the life when you get hit, and it's like big life bars on yeah. the screen. Mm-hmm. That was so clever. Like I, I like, yeah, I like that idea where it's like the thing pops up when you need it. The HUD is very dynamic, I think, in Horizon. Mm. Oh, Same, it works noticed. that way. Yeah. yeah, you can you can turn stuff on and off in that. Yeah, you can also customize it, but it also, I think the game, uh, by default, will just sort of remove stuff that when you don't need it. Oh, really? Yeah. How clever. I mean, I played yeah. however many hours of that game and didn't know, even pick yeah. up you on don't, that. You don't even hardly like in Metal Gear, it's like, here, here's this type of mini-map, here's this type of mini-map. <laughs> you just, just load whichever one you want. Yeah. It used cool. to frustrate me a lot, actually. I don't like that feature. Yeah. But 5 did a good job. Both Assassin's Creed Origins and Far Cry 5 are removing the minimap. We'll see how that turns out. This is Peter from Colorado. Hey, Peter. He says, I'm a new listener. I listen to your podcast every week. I love your insights and recommendations, but really your banter is the best. My question is, when you review a game, how much does the tie into real-world issues factor in, i.e. making you think about current problems in society? I really like games that are not only insanely fun to play, but also leave you thinking differently about the world you live in. Some recent examples are Horizon and Hellblade. Yeah, I mean, any, any way a game affects you is just like a movie. Like if a, if a movie has something to say, like it's, it's, then it's more about... It's about more than just you know the events that are happening on the on the screen and the and the you know whether the the hero wins in the end. It's it's got commentary and that can mm. that can yeah. that can have more more of an effect on an audience than than just nothing at all or just you know some some throwaway plot about you know about saving the day. So you know it adds context and 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 subtext. Mm-hmm. So it, it you know it, it I wouldn't say there's you know a fixed amount that that's going to affect things but anything that can affect you as a as a gamer as somebody you know experiencing a game or a movie or anything you know a song can be about about you know something that's not apparent too. Booties for example. <laughs> uh, so yeah that 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 can factor into your to your review absolutely. So uh, you, this is in con- he's asking this about reviews, right? And I, you know, I, I, a couple of us here are probably English majors like myself. I, uh, you know, had a lot of classes where we studied criticism and part of, you know, critiquing, critiquing something (laughs) is putting in the context of its larger role in society and in its genre and in its everything that that it does. So when, when I'm thinking about a game, thinking about how does this affect other games? How does it affect how I think about games? How does it affect all that? But Dan, uh, is a really good editor, and he says the one question we should be answering at IGN for our reviews is, is this fun? Mm-hmm. And that's a different prospect, I think, than, than normal criticism. And so when sometimes when you read uh, video game reviews or especially movie reviews and especially especially book reviews, if you read those, that is criticism and putting and it's always looking at our time and what this means, and it's trying to tie this work of art into that. And I think that's important. That's not necessarily what we do. I don't think Dan's going to shoot that down if you turn <laughs> in a review with that in it. Yeah. But it's definitely we're answering a different question here. Yeah, like the, the, the priority is 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 about the game itself rather than rather than like you don't demand that kind of critical aspect. No, I'm not. Writing. I'm not going for literary literary analysis exactly. of the plot of a game necessarily, unless. Like in in the sense of a very you know story driven game, then yeah, there, there's a lot of room for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as you said, Sam, this was a question specifically about the context of reviews, and so yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's saying this game gets you know plus or minus one point because of uh, you know its commentary on real world issues or its ability to influence you know my opinion about something that's happening in the world. Um, outside of the context of reviews, I'm consistently disappointed by a lot of games. 
uh, shirking a lot of game creators. Um, don't seem very interested in their games or try to run away from uh, the responsibility that they have as artists for, as, yeah, uh, for provoking controversy. Yeah, for putting something out in the world. And they just, you know, they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too or just be like, hey, man, you know, we're just making our thing and we're not really thinking about, you know, how it sits in the context of the world. I'm like, man, like it's, you can't, like no other artistic medium gets to claim that kind of ignorance. And Far, Far Cry mm. Five has actually been called out mm -hmm. for that a lot. Is like, yeah. how, you know, how far are they going to go toward toward you know maybe saying something about about militias and cults yep. in, in America? Well, um, obviously they're saying a lot, but they want to say a lot without really answering to that. You right. know, in in interviews or any sort of I, I don't know. Like, or they include yeah. all that, but don't touch on racial aspects at all because it's you know it could divide their audience or yeah. divide their audience into people that say that I don't want this talked about no matter what their stance is. Yeah, and people that do. You'll find that indie developers are much more willing to yeah. talk about mm -hmm. social issues in their games. Uh, Although, like you know, something like Metal Gear Solid is loaded with subtext, even though the yeah. story itself makes no sense. I mean, games have a stance. Like Metal Gear Solid has a stance and makes a statement and has opinions about you know the military-industrial complex and everything else. But then uh, game makers seem unwilling to you know they stop short of uh, you know the finish line in the way that I think creators and other mediums do often. Um, and that's not a universal. You know, I'm making a blanket statement. Obviously, there's a million exceptions. But generally speaking, I don't think our medium and and the and its creators go as far there as they should or could. Mm. I think social commentary in games is still fairly re still a fairly recent phenomenon in the in the lifespan of video games. You know, uh, there's not a lot of social commentary in Pong or <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Well, you know, games that have story, like yeah. the, some of those stories, can opt to to veer into you know having something to say. Most don't. Well, but That's even, true. I mean, I, I even, and I don't, you know, Mar Nintendo and Mario are some of the greatest games ever made, but d should Nintendo, like, how many times has Princess Zelda been kidnapped, or uh, Princess Peach been kidnapped and need to be rescued? Like, or Princess Zelda. <laughs> or Princess <laughs> Zelda. Like, does that matter? Like, is that something that Nintendo... And that's like, what Braid is talking about, right? You, you know what's cool is that when you mentioned that, I was trying to think of, like, the earliest game that I can think of with social commentary. Captain Planet. Uh, yes, and the Planeteers is exactly right. Uh, Death Races. Uh, that's that was the first controversial game, and that game is this. It's like the setup is like you're collecting points for just mowing down people, and it's like running you know, them over, right? run, running them over in like a car. And yes, it's like gratuitously violent. But now when you look at it, it's completely stupid. You know, it's like it's like a barely a car, and you're barely running over humans. They're just dots. Yeah. But you know, this is they came in 1978. There's like a gas crisis. There's like car culture like going crazy. And it's about and there's death race uh, and uh, you know there's all these like kind of cultural things happening about uh, cars killing people and that's kind of a cool thing but at the same time people were like hey this is wrong that this game is taking the perspective that you know running people over for points is is a good thing it seems really simple now but that was like the first game that I can think of where like there was any discussion of that game's impact on wider society and what it means well, and how that's evil. Well, there was discussion about it, but I don't think the game was making any sort of social it, commentary. Yeah, it's hard to say. There are games, but yeah, it doesn't always point. have to be intended. Yeah. Even if they weren't intending social commentary, by virtue of it existing and them having made something, they you know they were making a statement and taking a stand. And or, like, or like Chiller, like is Chiller actually saying like this like gore and like this goofy stuff like is all 
Like that's kind of a that's kind of a bold statement yeah. to make. Postal right? is the same way. I think it's making a no, statement. You don't think so? But I think uh, you know violence uh, is, is offered as entertainment mm -hmm. very very often, and uh, that that's never, it's almost a self parody. It's though, never bothered point, right? me. I've always really I've always been a big fan of violence and entertainment. <laughs> yeah, you're a gore hound, as I mean, call I, that. Yeah, I grew up loving Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth and action movies, and I mm -hmm. love I love all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not about moralizing or being a moral police or saying this is too violent or too this or too whatever. It's just, uh, you know, creators just owning up to some responsibility for what they made um, and or at least just saying, yeah, we wanted to make this super violent thing. And here's why we, you know, enjoy that aesthetic. And that's what, you know, what did it for us. Um, and, and that part's missing sometimes, I think. Yeah. A lot of people uh, look at reviews that that criticize or, or praise games for social social commentary as the reviewer trying to police that, trying trying to trying to either say, you know, I didn't like this, so games should never do that, or uh, or I like this, and all games should do it, uh, which isn't isn't really what a review sets out to do. It's simply offering an opinion, guidance on on a game, and whether a developer. You know, chooses to to take that advice or not is entirely up to them, uh, and really, sales are going to guide that more than anything uh, that, that we are ever going to say. So it's it's I, I think a lot of a lot of people worry about critics trying to impose a certain view, even though you know that that's not really what they're what they're trying to do. They're just offering an opinion, a perspective, just like any other. Mm. Yeah, like like we're saying, I think social commentary in games is starting to become more and more common and there is a certain segment of the gaming community that's calling for more of that. For my part, well, I think that's certainly fine and I believe in uh, creators, right, whatever kind of art they're making to make whatever they want to make. For my part, what I'm looking for is just good old-fashioned escapist entertainment. <laughs> I just want to play Mario plus Rapids. That, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for in my games. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions, and it is time to give away our fabulous prizes. Oh, boy. The moment you've all been waiting for. Wait, are we playing two 20 questions? Yes. Rounds? We're going to play two rounds. Ooh. All right. Ooh. All right. The first round uh, is for... Yep. <laughs> if you're scrubbing through the video, this is the drum roll, right? Wait, yeah, so we need not the bongos. Please do not play the bongos. Why? We want a real drum roll. Hopefully, we'll end in a cymbal crash. All right, do I need to, am I playing the video? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so for our first prize of $450 in credit for the PlayStation Store plus $50 <laughs> goes to, drum roll, drum roll please. Oh, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm, now I'm. It goes to. <laughs> very high tech here. It goes to. <laughs> it won't go, it won't you, go. Oh, man. I'm setting you up so good right now. Here we go. Our number one lady fan, Joellen Marconi. Wow, who goes congrats. to University in Indiana. Cool. I will. Uh, Purdue? Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, she's the first winner uh, of our $450 in PlayStation Store credit, plus $50 because she sent in a winning 20 questions suggestion. So let the questioning begin. Uh, do, you, do you spend money in this game? Do you accumulate and spend currency of some kind? No. Sam, why don't you do your usual narrowing down of the era and the <laughs> platform? 
That's what I count. You on. can't tell me what to do because you're not the reviews editor of Twenty Questions. That is true. <laughs> is I'm going to do it, but not because you told me to. <laughs> is this from before 1990? From before 1990, yeah. yes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. That's we're good. Yep. Yeah. So no money before 1990 sounds like Goonies too. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Gremlins too. Yeah. Wait, you spend money in that game? Crap. Do you, do you really? Yeah, it's a I shop. I even know that. Hmm. Um. Uh, was this uh, an NES game? Did did this game release on the NES? Yes. Okay. Was it also in arcades? No. Okay. Is it Japanese made? Mm. Oh no. Wow. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll allow it. We'll allow well, we, it. We can keep on asking will you sort this out. I can't, I can't answer that question. What? An NES game. Be just because you don't know that, not because it's unanswerable. Sounds like Tetris. Yeah. I, 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 That's fine. I sounds like Tetris. I'm not confident in my answer. <laughs> it's not Tetris. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I mean, everyone, Tetris is Russian, but like who's the actual developer of NES Tetris? I don't know. Was it Nintendo? Yeah. Was it? Was that his first party? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was it Nintendo of America? No, there wasn't. There, there's no developer side of Nintendo of America for NES. Mm. Anyway, so, right. so uh, but yeah, maybe it could be. It'd be confusing. I really don't think. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. It is. Is it a platformer? No. Okay. Mm. Not. So, is it a puzzle game? Uh. Here we go. Uh. Oh. Okay, no, no. Okay, let's say no. Okay. Sounds like Adventures of Lolo. Ooh, <laughs> Clue Clue Land. Yeah. You know. You know what? The funny thing is, I received so many suggestions that now I have actually received suggestions for pretty much any game <laughs> you guys. Mentioned. Oh, nice. No. That's really cool. Okay, no money, so it's probably not an RPG of any kind. Maybe it's Mylon's Secret Castle. Mm. Um, <laughs> you like all these? That's right. We love NES games. But but it sounded like it was on multiple systems because he was he was hesitant about the the NES thing. So let's you know we have to be careful. Eh. It could be on. But okay, not a puzzle game, not a platformer on the NES. Mm-hmm. Pro- almost certainly not puzzle ish. Yeah, puzzle ish. All right, it's hard for me without the developer. So um, does this have sequels? Yes. Okay. Mm. All right. So we have the Bubble Bobbles, the the, the low. Oh, does this have a sequel on the NES? No. Okay. Bubble that's, Bobbles. Uh, kind of that's a, a good question. Kind of a platformer, anyway. Yeah, sort of. So things that happened on the NES that have sequels now, or that had subsequent sequels. That's good. That's good. We're in a good, good place right here. Can't when, be Gradius. Can't be Life Force. Whenever I picture uh, Contra NES, I you, I picture a lot of like first person games. Mm-hmm. They're not first person, first party games. Yeah, totally. So it's hard for me. Um, there's like Punch Out, but he would know that that was developed by. Yeah, that's what I mean. So we know it's not a Japanese made. Yeah, that's how not, a lot it's, of the it's not not about. obviously Japanese made, unclear or unknown country of origin. Not yeah. a prominent developer. Uh, is this based on a license? No, it's another good question. Sam's on a roll. <laughs> so much for the Noid. <laughs> we had that yeah, movie. or like know. you know all the weird Gremlins <laughs> and the games we were joking about earlier, Top Gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't really know, know where to go with this. Uh, did did the was the franchise around for twenty years or more? Wait, what do you? What? Or do you want to ask if something's still around today? Yeah, I mean, is it still around today? 
Has there been one in the last? Oh yeah, that's a good way. Five years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's ten. <laughs> All right. Crazy. So there's something that's still getting sequels. That was on the NES, but might have been on other things. But not on the not NES. in arcades. Unclear if it was made in Japan. Could be point and click adventure. Mm-hmm. A lot of those came to NES. Yeah, King's Quest Five did. Day of the Tentacle, or I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Maniac Mansion. Was an adventure game? Yes. Ooh, nailed it. King's Quest. It's gotta be King's Quest. Well, or Maniac Mansion, right? The King's Quest was obviously not made in Japan. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, King's Quest was, yeah, King's Quest was made by Sierra, right? Yeah. Um, Okay. So what's the smart? So what's okay? We're basically so weird adventure game. Yeah. We we have like Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. We have uh, what's the chef? What's the um, it's almost certainly a King's Quest game. Okay. Because <laughs> I keep going with this. What's the smart <laughs> way to narrow job. down adventure games? Adventure games. But I don't understand the thing about it not being made in Japan. Yeah, I don't get that either. Uh, does, I mean, I should we ask if it was on PC also? <sighs> yeah, I mean, sure. Is that going to narrow it down? It doesn't hurt. Well, what, what, what would that would eliminate? Princess Tomato in the South. <laughs> <laughs> this game no one's ever heard of. Fair enough. I've heard of it. I've never heard of that game in my life. Was this on PC also? Yes. Yeah, that just helps Dan out. Yeah, take yeah. that, Princess Tomato. Uh, well, I know it's Man- not it's not Maniac Mansion because uh, because it, there it's money not in continuing it? to get sequels. But that was Lucasfilm, LucasArts, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so was this a LucasArts game? No. No, there was only one on the system, so. Yeah. No. And King's What's the adventure game series is King's, King's Quest, Quest was made by King's Sierra. Quest just got a thing. So King's Quest Five is. That's why I say it's almost. Oh wait, wait there, King's there was Quest. also yeah King's Quest got yeah that's one yeah yeah um yeah. Is this a fantasy game? Yes. All right. Are you a? King? Oh, there's also Bard's are, Tale. Are you a king going on a quest in this game? That's actually, I actually don't know that you are in King's Quest. I'm trying to be too clever the, by half. Mo- you are. You're always like in the, the modern young prince going on. Yeah, I guess, I guess I can't answer. I don't know if you are a king. I don't, I don't want to play this song and dance anymore. We all we know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Go, uh, go ahead and do it. I, don't, it. I don't know what to do. Is, is this the fifth in a series of games? No. Yeah, so I think only King's Quest V was on it. It's NES. 15. But it's a fantasy game. Yeah. What, yes. What's Bard's Tale? I don't know what that game is. I mean, but it's not an adventure game. It's an RPG. It is? Okay. Yeah. I, don't um, I mean, Dragon's Lair, did that come to NES? That, that's not an adventure game either, though. That's just oh. an action game. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's almost certainly King's Quest, right? That's Sierra, and it doesn't make any sense. Okay. I don't know. What's the... Could ask if it's developed by Sierra. What's Sierra. Is this developed by Sierra? No. Okay. Wait, didn't you, did you not already ask that? No, we didn't ask nope. that. We asked, we asked if it was developed by Luke. So, the guys, there's these games that I don't... Dark Tower, Deadly Tower. And then there's... Um, uh, we got overconfident. We got what, too big yeah. for our britches. What's, then there's Wizardry. There's, but those, that's an RPG as well. Yeah, I just don't know these games, so I'm just going to say them. There's Shadow... Yeah. Some, what's it called? Oh, uh, uh, Shadow Run. Shadow Run. But that's also an RPG. This for one, sure? Yeah. But some of those have these like front on perspectives. Wizard Reads a first person dungeon crawling RPG. Yeah. You have a party of adventurers and go in and have hit points and level up and all so that stuff. That doesn't count though. That's not an adventure, adventure game. game. So what are some popular PC adventure games that would have gone? It's not Sierra well, LucasArts. It's, it's on <laughs> PC, right? Huh? Oh, yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah, that's why we need your help here. These are 
I don't know. Did Monkey Island ever come out on? That's no. LucasArts. No, no that's Pirates LucasArts. did. That's why I'm tripped up. Pirates? I'm tripped Sid up Meyer's by it Pirates? not being yeah. LucasArts and not being Sierra. But what about I mean, Sid Meier's Pirates? But and it's kind of you. Well, you have money in that. More game. of an RPG. And yeah, you I wouldn't. What about Mule? What's that? <laughs> you just, I just I, I can't ca- categorically name every single NES game. I don't know what it is. Mule is like a proto RTS. Yeah, so yeah. that wouldn't be it. That is not an adventure <laughs> game. Mm. Four questions left. Huh. And did we? And we definitely eliminated Maniac Mansion, right? I mean, the, there would, like it, it can't be like well, like where Zork or anything like that on no. uh, NES. They no. didn't come out on NES. Only PC. Adventure game. That's what's so confusing about this. Maybe it's not a point and click adventure. Is it a point and click adventure? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, that. not literally point and click because you can't do that on a controller. <laughs> well, are you moving a cursor around yeah, on a screen? There are games where you move a cursor. Are you moving are you, a are you, are are you, you moving a cursor around on a screen, selecting things? Yes. Okay, that really does help me. Yeah. So Goonies Two has that. Just so we're. <laughs> <laughs> it's still getting sequels. It got a sequel in five years. So I feel like we're being three, real bummies. Lem- Lemmings has that point of control. Yeah, but that's a that's a puzzle game. Yeah. Mm, Damon was a little mixed up. Well, yeah, but he got mixed up because adventure games have puzzles in them. Yeah, um, a game could have puzzles but not be a puzzle game. Could it be Lemmings? No. It's not an adventure game. It's a puzzle game. Am I wrong about Sierra making King's Quest? No. no. Or it being the fifth in the series? That possibly. <laughs> but not that Sierra made King's Quest. I'm tripped up by uh, by them still making sequels. Adventure, yeah, like I wouldn't get too hung up. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Don't worry about that then. So what, basically, we were lied to. What right. are the biggest adventure games that were point and click at that time, before Seventh Guest and all that stuff? Before 1990. Yeah. It, well. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Talk about not my area of expertise. Oh really? Um, I mean, it's all the ones we already listed. Because <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't have my own PC then. I was anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Three I'm trying to think left. of just the worst NES games because that's what I would have thought of this when I was a kid. I'd be like, what is this? Like, Who recommended it? Golgo 13 and. Joellen? It's not based on a license. Could be Golgo 13. No, it's not based on a license. Could be Golgo 13. You said it's unlicensed. Is that licensed? Yeah. What's the license? Golgo 13. What? I've only ever heard of the video game. What is it? Is it a comic? It's an anime. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It is. Yeah. Well, scoop. What if there's <laughs> what if there's something like that? <laughs> Can we ask if Who we framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, move if we're going to kick ourselves when we hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we are. We. I don't know are. what to do. Hmm. Them having uh, has Joel has Joel and beat you. Uh, yes. Well, wave your white flag, and we shouldn't just ask something. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, have anything. I mean, go for it. Just trying to think of who was the third company making adventure games back then besides Sierra. And yeah, Lucas who were Arts. the other companies that did? No, Sierra, <laughs> Lucasfilm, and yeah. something European and weird. You know? I don't have it. Is it Princess Tomato? <laughs> are we get, Are we done? Yeah. I'm going to reveal it? All I'm right. Done. It's one of my all-time favorite games. Uh-oh. Here we go. It was released on PC first, but was ported to the NES in 1989. Sam got so close, uh. it was not Shadow Run. Yeah, I knew it was the Shadow game. Shadow Gate. That's what it is, Shadow uh. Gate, yeah. Uh, Shadow I, I, I was Gate. Of. I'm not familiar with Shadow. I, oh, yeah. Such an awesome uh, first-person point-and-click adventure. Yeah. Game. Wow. Cool. Yeah. See, I was t- I knew it was a point-and-click that was Shadow, but I don't. I didn't play that at the time, so it's yeah. hard for me to remember. Uh, that was awesome, good. incredible soundtrack too. Yeah. Uh, there was a Shadowgate two on PC. Shadowgate sixty four was released, although mm-hmm. it was terrible. Yeah. And then fairly recently, they kickstarted a new Shadowgate game for PC. You don't know it's, not made supposed, it. it's not supposed to be very good. 
You know who made Shadowgate? Well, so uh, the publisher on the NES version is like Kemco, the guys that did mm. Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. They're still around. Yeah, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Bugs Bunny's Crazy, and I I thought that was a Japanese that. publisher, but maybe uh, so I, yeah. I don't know who actually developed Chico, yeah. the game. Right, probably it's a Western developer. Good to leave it ambiguous. Yeah, yeah good. That was great. Didn't want to mislead anyone. Kemco is still having a tremendous amount of success releasing RPGs on iOS and Android. That's true. Yep. Uh, thank you for the suggestions, Joel and Marconi. I will well be, played. I'll be following up with you to get your fabulous prize in the mail to you. And our second fabulous prize... We gotta do a speed round. ...is going to our, uh, one of our viewers on YouTube, and that is... Is it Big Tony style? Amanda Huddleston in Ooh. Kentucky. Nice. Kentucky. So for this round, congratulations, Amanda. For this round, round two, 20 questions. Everybody reset. Yeah. Let the questioning... Begin. Do, do you have a is there a is there a run button or a go fast button? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was it released before 1990? No. All right. Was it released before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Right. Only 90s games. Is it a platformer? No. Oh, dang. Look at that. Is it a first person game? First person perspective. No. Uh, do you are you in a sorry Sam? <laughs> sort of leapfrogging you here. No, I'm just trying to think. Are you in a are you in some kind of vehicle or ship? Yes. So it could be a racing game. Obviously, that's a go fast. That's a go fast button. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking like uh, wave race? Is it multiplayer? Yes. Sounds like Mario. Kart. Okay. Yeah, it could be. So are you are you on land? Uh, are you asking if the entire game takes place on land? Diddy Kong Racing is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Is uh, any portion of the game played on on on? Are you in a w- vehicle with wheels on land? <laughs> yes. Why are you making that face? Right. Well, that how does that weird. help I, you? I that was weird. Because it eliminates any space game. It eliminates any. It eliminates boats. wave race no and boats. it eliminates boats. F zero. No, no hovercraft. I don't think it. It did not eliminate boats and airplanes. It has to has wheels. It eliminates yeah. any oh, space. Okay. A game can't have wheels and airplanes. Is this developed by Nintendo? No. Does Rare count as Nintendo in this context? No. Uh, is this on a Nintendo platform? Yes. Diddy that's Kong. 10. I'm telling you, it's Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Do you race? It, okay, is this a racing game? Did yeah. we already say that? No. Okay, well, so with Damon Yes. Okay, racing game. Okay. Does it have monkeys in it? <laughs> no. Apes. Wait, Does that <laughs> I'm, you were about sorry. to you were about to do a sturdy. Yeah, that would be no, I would not. Alright, we'll ask both. Does it have monkeys? No, 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 no. no. Apes. If you want to ask, apes. I just want to know if it has apes in it. Yes, it has apes okay. in it. Jeez. <laughs> do you, Man, that would have been brutal. No, I mean, do you ra- apes. that would be on you? Do you okay. race around in three types of fabulous vehicles, including airplanes and boats and go karts? Yes. Is there a <laughs> is there a weird genie? Well, we got this one fast. That. I don't know about that. Is it Diddy Kong Racing? Yes. Woo! Kong Racing. No, but I, I don't. One for two. I don't see how asking if if at any point of the game are you on wheels touching the ground. How does that rule out anything? How no, does that rule out boats. Because you knew what the answer was. All we knew before that was a, a game has vehicles in it. Could have been anything. It eliminates anything in outer space. <laughs> well, I, I already breaks. forgot what the first game was called. Shadow or Wave Shadow Gate. Shadow Gate. Okay. Yeah. I'm never That's also that. required playing, viewers. Oh, and listeners, you got to play Shadow Gate. Diddy Kong Racing. So Stupid good. Kong. It's required, required playing for them, not for us, right? 
No, you should also play Shell oh. It's very, very good. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing released I don't want in homework. 1997. Developed by Rare, published by Nintendo. Yeah. I actually never played Diddy Kong Racing, but it's supposed to be good. You can get a, there's like a, a DS cart that will obviously play in your 3DS. They, but yeah. But they, didn't you, you buy that? I did. I, I think it came up on the show. And then you were like, disappointed? Well, <laughs> I remember the song. Okay, I don't know why you need to bring up okay, okay. that part. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a game where my nostalgia, it was a product of its time in the 90s. Um, and games back then, like, it's weird that we played hours and hours and hours of games now where it's run, like GoldenEye runs at like 10 frames per second. It's insane. <laughs> yep. And like Diddy Kong Racing is a little bit like that too. It's not quite as playable today, but I do still very much have a sweet spot for that game. Well, that was the golden age spot. of Rare. Man, and it has such a better campaign and single-player story mode than any. That's Mario the thing. Game. I I only found that out recently. There's like all the single-player unlocking. That there's you a do whole that's island fun. to explore, yeah, and like there's nuts. secrets, and yeah, I don't there's. Know why I every, that at the time. I would have loved that. Game. Every course has like a secret thing for you to find. And I was get. really mad after Donkey Kong 64. I was like, I'm never playing. Donkey Sometimes Kong. you need to like drive around backwards, like off the course, and go in some weird spot to like find a <laughs> hidden key. It's great. Cool. Uh, well, congratulations to our two winners of our 450th episode prizes, Joellen Marconi and Amanda Huddleston. I will be following up with you to get these fabulous prizes in the mail. I hope everybody had fun today. <laughs> we ended on a high note. I'm glad, yeah. we, glad, we, glad we lost yeah, your, one one. Yeah, you're one, you're one for two. Super shadow game. <laughs> shadow gate. Shadow yeah. game. Sounds good. <laughs> Is this a shadow Double game? Shadow game. <laughs> I also poured it to the Game Boy Color. I played it there, too. It's very good. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank, Thank you. Again. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.